0: This is Don't Forget the Small Stuff, and today we're talking about horrible bosses. Hey, you don't punch the podcast host. (laughs) Well... Welcome to Don't Forget the Small Stuff, the podcast that celebrates the overlooked and forgotten little moments in films. I'm Jess, and with me today is Andy. Hey, I'm back. Hello. <laughs> yeah, just before we start the uh, the show, um, you should know that you can find us online at smallstuffcast.com. We are at Small Stuff Cast on X, Instagram and Facebook, and you can... Contact us using email at smallstuffcast.com and our music is by Skeleton King. Find more of Skeleton King's work by following the link in the show notes. You're going to call it X? Well, okay, X, which you can find at twitter.com. I, honestly, I think
1: I, I don't think I've heard anybody broadcasting or otherwise who's called it X.
0: No, it's It sounds dumb. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, It's a bad choice.
1: Anyway, you can find us there.
0: Yeah. We are today talking about horrible bosses... Um, so Andy I feel like this was a bit of a risk this particular film um mm. considering we we try at least to be a PG podcast there isn't much PG-ness about this movie
1: yeah fans of the show will note that um we're often quoting films certainly certainly funny films right where the whether you know the, the kind of driver is is a line, um, I'm not sure how we're going to talk about.
0: Yes, yeah. there's
1: perhaps p- even some of the characters. I, I'm you know,
0: there's one character in particular that I don't know how we're going to refer to him. Dean. Yeah. Okay. Dean. All right. Mm-hmm. Or J- Jones. <laughs> Dean Jones. Yeah. So um, on that note, I think we, we both we both really enjoy this film. Mm. Okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't have chosen it for for this episode. And I thought it was a good one to do when we didn't have another mm-hmm. another host with us, uh, because it, it's sort of I don't know if it's unique to us that we love this, but I don't feel like it's it gets the love from other people that perhaps it does from us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But with that in mind, I did worry that actually this film hasn't aged very well, like that it's given our you know more progressive times. I know we talked about this on the Bridget Jones pod as well. Uh, has it aged poorly? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you'd make it now. Mm. Oh, would you?
1: I don't know. I was thinking about this because, um, and I've, I've not really passed this into a sensible sentence, so mm. this might come out completely wrong. But I was thinking about it in in the sense that it's almost it's a parody, isn't it? The the people, the bosses are so ridiculously mm. vile. Yeah, they are a parody of of people like that. In the same way, you may see, and I know it's a different thing completely, but Blazing Saddles, for example, mm. right? It is obviously a completely different thing on another level, but you can kind of get away with it because you're, you're mocking the people that are like that. Yeah. Um. So, but I don't know. It's funny because after after I've watched this, I watched the trailer for the second one. I'm, it might be worse. It's just the trailers were bad, mm. so they made another one equally bad. Bad Good. as in, as, as in, in like, sort of Uncorrect. Yeah, Incorrect. Uncor- yeah. Um, so I don't know. It can We went through that period, didn't we, where there was this kind of almost this um, comedy torture porn thing, where you'd just be as gross as possible. Mm. Um, I think Bridesmaids was kind of maybe one of the first ones mm-hmm. that springs to mind. Um, but we had a few of those, and this is for me the epitome. I mean, there's nothing vulgar in it to to look at, but it is. It is rough, isn't it? Mm. You can't watch this with a ten-year-old. Well, you shouldn't. Kids. No, definitely, don't definitely. watch this one.
0: So I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think we're on the same page. I have actually this past couple of weeks when we've been talking about doing this film on the pod. I've sort of almost deliberately avoided the discourse in on the internet about this film. I've gone out. I have sort of not sought out any external opinions about it and how it kind of um, fits in today's sort of more um, progressive, more politically correct kind of s- film-going space so so that I could kind of make my own mind up about it, you know, without let- being swayed by someone else's um, thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, and, and let's not forget, they all agree, the sentiment of this film is that they, these people are disgusting, right? right? And they want to be killed, you know, the, the guys want to kill them, mm they're that bad and they portray them as being the most the worst people you can possibly imagine uh, who's the worst though
0: i think that um so i i think we have to discount <laughs> I, I think in t- in terms of who's the worst i think we discount julia because her situation is like you could almost potentially say it's a mental illness
1: yes i was i was going to make the same point yeah. i think that is an illness
0: yeah Whereas um, Harkin and Pellet, I think Harkin's the worst because he is, well, he he is a murderer, first of all. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's in a position of power. He abuses his power. He's selfish. He's jealous. He's, um, you know, (laughs) I mean, he is quite horrendous. Pellet is just like, he's horrible, but it's almost like, it's almost not his fault. Like, he, I don't know. It's just he's... No, really? I, his dad. You know, I, his dad's the nicest man in the world. I guess what I mean is it's like he doesn't... I don't know. I'm sounding like an idiot now. But, like, he doesn't know any better. Like, he's just... <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's still... He's vile. I mean, it's a toss-up between the two. But Harkin is calculated, whereas Pellet is just a buffoon.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Harkin is, is using his position to manipulate others and, you know, his, to his own benefit. Yeah. Um, Pellet is just a horrible person who's mm. really only in it for himself. Yeah. And actually, all he wants to do is get the money and spend it on um, nefarious oh, pastimes. Yeah. Harkin, you
0: are the worst. Yeah, you are the worst. Mm. Um, I want to go back to briefly about how how it's sort of aged and, and how it kind of... So for me, there are two... I know we'll get onto the small stuff soon, but for me, there are two... Um, Things that are more egregious than others. So when they go to the bar and they meet Dean Jones, that's not brilliant. It's it's almost like the scene in National Lampoon's Vacation where they find themselves in downtown St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite that bad. And obviously they know exactly what they're doing. The filmmakers know what they're doing and they play up on it and they play up on Kurt being an absolute... Boron thinking that he's like he's like down with the, the people in the bar. Yeah, because
1: Nick's of... kind of tempering it, isn't yeah. it? Nick's kind yeah. of the, you're
0: being outrageous. Yeah, yeah this is so... a bad idea what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and he's even reacting to the way, the lines in which that, that Kurt is delivering, isn't yeah. he? To kind of, to rein it in a little bit yeah but you're right, it is borderline yeah. isn't it? <clears throat> but I think more
0: more problematic is the portrayal of women in this film again, I've not I have not investigated what the general consensus of opinion on this is, but it's, this is just my take. There are three prominent female characters in the uh movie. Um one is an nymphomaniac, one is uh seemingly cheating on her husband with anyone who happens to walk by mm-hmm. and the other one is not in it enough to really <clears throat> which is Stacy, you know, um, Dale's um yep. uh, fiance. So it's just not <sighs> It's like great representation and you know when like all very, virtually th- two-thirds of the women are um sort of there simply because they're mm-hmm. they're sexually charged
1: and even the incidental characters you know there's girl in the bar who walks yeah. past and kurt makes a, a kind of i'm well, not even kind of a, a rude comment about her or why he's going to go see her yeah and then there's Phoenix girl yeah, which surprised me because it's Meghan Markle. Yes.
0: Oh, you've just taken one of my points. <laughs> but yeah, damn yeah. it. You <laughs> see, this is what happens when we ramble too yeah. much at the start.
1: But yeah, I, I'd not seen this in a few years, and mm. um, there, there she is, Meghan Markle. Yeah. I thought she looks familiar.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: There it is. <laughs> Do you know, it might be the only thing I've seen her in. I never watched Suits. No. So.
0: No, I've I watched a f- like clips of a few episodes because Marla was watching it, but mm. yeah. Um, but I think <clears throat> I have read, this was before we were doing this, we knew we were doing this episode. I did uh, read a post um, and it talked about how uh, Jennifer Aniston's character is, uh, it's like flipping um, sexual politics in the workplace on its head. And it's like turning the tables on the what is normally a male sexual harassment mm-hmm. situation and turning it into a female. I, I'm not convinced that that is... Um, A brilliant excuse to say oh well then it's fine no
1: because it's but i don't think it is a great excuse because a lot of the time one specific time she's mostly naked yeah right yeah exactly and and i think if that was a a a male character in that role he might have a couple of buttons of his shirt undone Mm. but he would not be dressed like that you know so they they know they're playing on that um, more than I think um, they should. They're going over the line there, much yeah. like she does several times, yeah. in fact.
0: But I think, to to your point, that's kind of the thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're caricatures of bad bosses, not mm-hmm. uh, not realistic portrayals. So, yes.
1: It, yeah, they've got to portray... It's got to be extreme. ...really vile people for yeah. the conceit of the movie to even exist. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, good. Uh, I've got one last thing to say before we move on to the small stuff, and that is um, something that will probably... Uh, inform a lot of my small stuff points is the I feel like again having not having done a lot of research on this I feel like the um, the makers of the film the producers and the director knew what they had with these three the three main characters or the three main actors I should say Jason Baeman Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis their chemistry is amazing I almost feel like they just sort of said right you three you know your characters just go let them we're just going to let you cook
1: so good. I think this is this is going to sound weird, but I actually think this is Charlie Day's best performance. Okay, yeah, I, easily that I've seen him in. I don't know a lot of his work to be
0: honest. I, with you, so it's I'm so, take he's a word for so
1: it. funny. He's so funny. He's, he's my, my favorite character.
0: But I think all three of them together are really funny. You know, mm. they've each got their own pers- personality that fits so well into the trio. Yeah, and I, I think I, I have. You seen the um, Will Smith Margot Robbie film Focus? Um, no okay no. well this will kind of not quite this won't land as well as if you had but they basically got two of the most attractive most charming people on the planet mm-hmm. put them in a film together and said be attractive and charming and it works it's brilliant mm-hmm. because of of those two things and I feel like they could easily have done that with these guys and say like you've got you three have brilliant chemistry you're really funny just go and be funny and you know Good together. Uh, again, I'm going off on another tangent, but no, oh, um, I
1: think um I think I read that somewhere where the director Seth Gordon was kind of suggesting they they kind of just improvise mm-hmm. most of the time, or where they they felt that they could. Uh, it has that vibe, doesn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. So, I was watching something about the making of Tombstone. I've watched a few things about the making of Tombstone which incidentally is probably a, a movie we should do on the pod at some point. Mm-hmm. And there was all kinds of kerfuffle on the, the making of Tombstone because they, they got rid of the original director and hired a new director. And mm-hmm. the new director was not a nice guy, it seems, and didn't do a brilliant job. But for what I can tell from this anecdotal thing that I saw, the actors, all of whom in that film are amazing actors... They just, they knew their characters well. They knew the role. They knew the script. Mm-hmm. And they just got on with it, yeah. uh, with sort of independent of the director. And it kind of makes you think, well, you know what? You should trust your actors. Like, Just let them do their thing. They yeah. are the best in their field for a reason. And I wonder whether, to a certain extent, it probably wasn't as hands-off, but they did the same sort of thing with these guys. Mm.
1: Yeah, most likely, I would suggest, yeah.
0: All right, let's crack on to the small stuff.
1: There's not, there's not a lot no. of... It's very on the nose. I think everyone will agree the, the kind of strong point of this film is front and centre, the, the comedy and the delivery of lines and the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not looking... We're probably not going to get the the intricate subtleties that you, you may... You no, know, I don't think expect. this is going
0: to be a... a Gone girl style episode, <laughs> or, or any. we're not going to be, yeah. This <laughs> Jess is not with us today, yeah. she, we're not going to be looking deep into this movie for sure. Um, it's going to be uh, this bit was funny, yeah, right, when they said this, but I can't say that because it's rude, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without Jess and Chris, we're, we're yeah. missing two of our most cerebral, yeah. uh, co hosts. I feel like we're going to just sit here and chuckle like Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead. That's fine, yeah. works for me, okay, good. I, I, I want to just the first thing I want to talk about. And it maybe could have come in um, the coolest look category, but I'm going to talk about it here. Uh, as much as Julia is pretty awful, uh, she has great um, dentist glasses. So like her yeah. eyewear, eye protection. They're just a pair of Oakleys, but mm-hmm. but clear lenses.
1: It's funny. Um, I I think someone wrote something about that in the trivia on IMDb. It, aren't they like some kind of um, bespoke fitted Oakley things? Probably. Actually, you know what? I don't know.
0: Let's just—they are cool. You're right. I like the idea that they—they they do like dentist glasses. Oakley mm. make dentist glasses, just a set of M frames with yeah. uh, clear, clear glass in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as much as probably we dislike Julia, uh, good nice glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we meet uh, the pellets, <laughs> shall I say? So what's the what's the pellet senior's name? I've already forgotten. His, Jack. Jack, Jack, pellet, Jack pellet. pellet. Yeah, and Bobby. <laughs>
1: Oh. I feel like Jack Pellet is the kind of—is um, it Wayne's World when um, he was the chap at the gas station comes in and pumps oh, some gas? John yeah. so Heston, yes. Yeah, he's kind of this hefty, weighty character who just immediately sort of chews up the screen, and he's like everyone. It's a gr-
0: focus just gravitates towards him because yeah. he's so good. Mm. Donald Sutherland is so good. Well, he—I mean, gravitates. Gravity and gravitas is the right word, right? Yeah. He's just got an on screen presence with his Incredible. voice and everything, yeah. yeah. And then he dies, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, before that, we see Meghan Markle very pretty. Uh, not mm-hmm. Meghan Markle. Is she Markle anymore. What is she, Meghan? No, i do not I don't know. I'm if not sure. She, she changed say. it.
1: I don't even know. I, I, I couldn't think. tell you what Harry's not oh, good anyway.
0: <laughs> so we <laughs> Who see, knows? we see Meghan, yeah. I mean, she's there specifically because she's cute. She's a cute FedEx girl, Mm -hmm. and it works. She's very nice, very Mm -hmm. cute. Uh, But (laughs) I want to just... This is the first of what will be many, I like it when this person says this line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. We first meet Bobby, and he he, he says... um, I don't know. He says something to Kurt about, I'm a green belt, (laughs) mother bleeper. (laughs) Kurt's like... What? Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. What? Kurt, Kurt's
1: um, behaviour towards Bobby, one of my highlights, so that, that very brief relationship where they're... Um, it, certainly when he's the boss, mm. it's brilliant. But Bobby's such an idiot, he's trying to... Uh, I'm trying a green be belt. Like, it's not even that much of a flex. No, it's not. It's a green <laughs> belt. And he does, like, some kind of martial arts kind of flex. <laughs> As if he was going to have a fight. Yeah, And he's <laughs> like... What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, brilliant! Excellent. All mm-hmm. right, a little, a little bit later than that, um, pellet, Jack, mm-hmm. pellet dies. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to say a couple of things. Yeah, for,
1: I think um, the the post funeral scene is is what? is is pretty much my favourite. Um, I might say that several times. Mm-hmm. So, Kurt walks in and, and Bobby rolls his chair back and staring, <laughs> staring at Jack. Sorry, at Kurt, like, tapping his watch that he doesn't have on. Yeah, tapping his naked arm. (laughs) That he doesn't have on, saying that he's three hours late. What? Three hours late? What's the deal? I was at your father's funeral. Uh
0: Mm Uh-huh. Well, maybe that excuse would have fallen when my dad was here, but I'm in charge now. That excuse wouldn't make any sense if your dad was still here. Whoa. In my office now.
1: (laughs) Right. Because Kurt's at his dad's funeral, so Bobby is not his dad's <laughs> <Yeah>. funeral. <laughs> I just and his, you know, and, and in the same way as he doesn't understand the martial arts flex, like his story is immediately debunked because it wouldn't make sense if Jack was alive. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> that sort of thing would <laughs> might fly when my <laughs> if my dad was still alive. <laughs>
1: so yeah, the fact that he's three hours late taps to his naked arm. And clearly he wasn't his own at his own dad's funeral, and uh yeah, just it's a of, piece of work, yeah, really awful <laughs> um and then we see briefly um I think it's when he must have gone in I mean, he calls him into his office, i think mm. and <laughs> he's so oh what a vile man, so he's at his dad's desk and he's he's got some tape and mm-hmm. written Bobby. Mm-hmm. Over, over his, his oh dad. His dad's name. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't even done that. He's basically just got tape. Is that important to him to immediately replace his dad's? That name is his... such
0: an amazing, tiny little piece of comedy. I think mm-hmm. that <clears throat> that you could completely miss, but it says so much about him. He's so detached from the fact that his dad's just died, mm-hmm. and he's just so utterly selfish. That all he can think of is having his name on his yeah, desk. As quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Yeah. And so he just takes Tapes. over his dad's nameplate. I mean, what a oh. man. I mean, it just says everything you need to know about the character if we didn't already know it, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. And um and then he stands up and you see <laughs> you see the dragon on the back of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dragon on his shirt.
0: I've, sort of, I've tuned it out. Like I don't I don't even remember it. He has
1: a dragon on the back of his red shirt as he stands okay. up and moves out of his chair.
0: Is it is it Alan Pardew-esque? I wrote Alan Pardew down. That oh. be a,
1: that won't mean anything to anybody listening. So good. Um but it's uh again a, in in a bit of background reading he, it, they wanted the, I think maybe Colin Farrell wanted the the character to be into like Chinese Dragons Mm -hmm. or something, Mm -hmm. and you see quite a lot of that kind of um, imagery in his. He has nunchucks later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the fact he's wearing a shirt with a like a dress shirt with a Chinese dragon on the back just it's perfect. It's perfect for that character. Yeah, good. Ah, Bobby.
0: Well, I think it's it's either that scene or the the next scene where with Bobby is that um, he's he's telling Kurt that he needs to get rid of someone trim the fat as he says literally uh, sack the fat people yeah yeah hmm. but, but my favorite bit is when he's like like we need to get rid of professor x <laughs> with his special little chair <laughs> and it's like he he's got no concept of what it might mean to be in a in a wheelchair and no. like he's it's always like he, what does he say he's like it's he creeps me out he's like He's always up to something. or Wheeling like a... around in his little special chair. <laughs>
1: what? They really laid on thick with Bobby, don't yeah. they? I mean, he is a piece of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all are, but... And actually, I think that's probably... We discussed that earlier. I think mm-hmm. it only really works because immediately it's obvious how vile these people are Yeah. Um, in a very short space of time.
0: Yeah, speaking of, I think maybe you wanted to say something about the next scene with... Um... Julia.
1: It's the line actually, and I forget exactly what... Isn't it where he sh- she shows um, Dale the photographs?
0: Okay. It's not the scene I was thinking of, but yeah, sure, go on.
1: When, when he goes on a little tirade about what this is, what raping is. Yes. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's... What is
0: that? Do you remember your first week here, Dale? When I changed the crown on your second bicuspid? Yeah. Well,
1: I just... Uh... Took a few pictures of the procedure. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, no. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh?
1: Oh. Ooh. You did all this while I was unconscious? Ooh, mm-hmm, yep. <gasps> oh, that's my favorite. Rape. What? Rape, rape. Oh, that's a rape. This is what raping is. You, you're a raper and you've raped me. That's a rape! Oh, rape! Oh, just relax there, Jody. He shouts rape, yeah, and this is what raping is, or yeah. something like that,
0: and it's just <laughs> and he sort of screams rape as if he's like calling for help almost isn't it?
1: I just he he does slightly eccentric manic shouting very well in this film mm. and that that's one of my favorites, so that's all that was. it was his yeah. delivery of that line, all those the series of lines makes me chuckle.
0: So it's around that time when they start talking in the bar for the first time. Maybe it's actually just before you or what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. But they, they start sort of speaking hypothetically about like their bosses not being alive anymore. Yeah. And Kurt says um, justifiable homicide. That's a thing, right? And th- this is where I'm going to this is probably something that I think comes up a lot during the film. And it's probably the thing that I, I it appeals to me the most after watching it more than a few times, because the big jokes are still funny. But once you've got used to the the comedy of the big jokes, you kind of look past it and you look at the little things that are also funny. And this is where the writing comes in. And um, Nick just goes after Kurt says justifiable homicide. That's the thing, right? Nick goes. Nick goes. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> That's like.
1: You would? Yeah. It's not murder if it's justified. Justifiable homicide, that's a thing, right? I can't wait to hear this. If one evil person has to die for the greater good, so be it. (laughs)
0: Like, he knows what's coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there are so many moments in the film where it's the line. After the joke, mm-hmm. that is also a joke that because you're laughing at the previous thing, you kind of almost miss it the first time. Yeah, I think
1: Nick is 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 a great vehicle for that in this movie. He does it a couple of times? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one that I was going to shout out a bit later, but um,
0: yeah, I think there's yeah the scene uh, in Kurt's apartment. They're playing some kind of Wii game. What Wii game are they oh, playing? I tried
1: to find out. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't. It was weird. It was kind of like a soccer thing with goalies and they were jumping up and down to yeah. head balls and stuff I, it might have been Wii sports i don't think so okay. um it's probably like carnival games or some such trash um but yeah I, I tried to find them out. i couldn't
0: sorry let you down no it's fine but you are our video games uh-huh. uh, correspondent so i do like the way
1: by this time kind of dale's on board right yeah he comes in with some it, energy and a bit of mystery ready. right he's obviously um he's he's come out of the um that's what raping is seen mm-hmm. and he's, he's got renewed vigor and uh, he's all mysterious. Like he's got it all sorted out. And I love the way he says, um, I'll give you a call tomorrow and tell, tell you when to meet me. And Kurt's like, well, can't you just tell us now? And to, t- <laughs> to save face, he continues to be mysterious in his delivery and says, I don't have it all figured out yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's just, just Kurt's like deadpan. Well, just tell us now, man. Mm. Uh, it's
0: so good. <laughs> it's, we're going to repeat ourselves, but again, it, it's the, the chemistry between them is so uh, <clears throat> so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there is obviously a couple. We have the scene <clears throat> in the the travel inn where they meet the wet work guy. I
1: recognise that guy from somewhere.
0: Yeah, what's it, he's the Welsh actor? Can't remember it. I looked I, up his name and I couldn't even pronounce it. No, yoan Griffith or something like that. I'm saying it wrong.
1: Um, Maybe. I'm looking at IMDb yeah. as we talk. Um, it's not that important. I just... No. I'd recognise him from somewhere else. I'm not sure where it was. though. So. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that scene. No, we do That's
0: not. That's fine. But you wanted to say about the scene, something about the scene that happens immediately after that where they're in the car and yep. they're trying to find a dangerous bar and they speak to... Um, Gregory. Gregory.
1: Um, It might be my favourite line of the movie. Mm. I might have said that already, but I think this may be it. Um, so... Kurt's idea is we'll just find some dangerous place. Um, and he asks Gregory to find the, like a dangerous bar or something. And, and Gregory's, I'm reading it because I want to get this right. He says, I'm afraid our listings are not organized by danger. Sir. <laughs> Deadpan. Yeah. Like if danger was ever a metric you could measure in any concept for any establishment. Um.
0: But yeah. he thinks on his feet. He does. He like, starts talking about carjacks or something. I think it's he? a really good, you know, he comes through for them to a certain extent. Yeah, and we do get
1: um, one of the Jason Statham, Jason Statham, he's not in this movie. No. Um, Jason Bateman lines um, when he's talking about, so Kurt's revealing his plan to just go to a bar and find some guy or, you know, if we go to a dodgy enough area, we're bound to find someone. Uh, and-, and Jason Bateman does not agree. And he's like, I'd rather be peed on. <laughs> like, he's just mumbling in the background yeah. what he'd rather do than this yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very good and then they, they talk about they, they ask uh, Gregory what his real name is and none of them I think Jason Bateman gets it he right gets it. actually yeah. Yeah. the other two are just um, Joey Tribbiani in it aren't they really? yeah. they're just hamming it up on purpose and then um, Kurt dismisses it I'm going to call you Gregory yeah because that, that that name's a <laughs> nightmare, a nightmare. Oh this just reinforces for me so we hit a montage where they're they're off getting the money and then we see some of the little vignettes of what their bosses are doing I like Harkin mm-hmm. Harkin's knocking through his office and oh, oh it's, it's vile yeah, 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 he's yeah, like yeah. so
0: proud yeah. of this double sized office he's given himself
1: and uh, and Bobby looks like um he's in a strip club and yeah. he's got uh, like several women and and things happening and then it kind of pans out and he, he's in his office <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, it's a That's good. Brilliant. It's a good reveal. Yeah,
1: it's really good because yeah, it's
0: properly like he's in a club. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, uh, like, it's just doing it with the with the blinds partially oh, it's, open. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, what a vile human being! Yeah,
1: you can see why they wanted them
0: dead. Yeah. So, um, as another example of a line that I love is uh, when. <laughs> this is later on um they are this is after the um cocaine incident in Pellet's mm-hmm. house and
1: is on. that the funniest bit
0: oh what when they drop the cocaine the the, the
1: physical comedy of yeah. that that whole bit yeah.
0: and the the cloud of cocaine dust that yeah. flies in the air after, as it's dropped
1: everything they're doing is making it worse and then it culminates <laughs> With, with Nick pouring the cocaine out of the Dustbuster into the, and it's just full of
0: <laughs> full of other dust probably cigarette ends
1: and, yeah. as if that's ever going to convince Bobby well, he, he probably wouldn't know to be no. honest. Um, yeah, very,
0: very good but Dale's still, Dale's still pretty much, you know, high in the car after that, and he hits Kurt when he's driving, and Kurt's like, you don't punch the driver, and Um, Nick backs him up immediately. Yeah. You don't punch the driver. Yeah. I think that is, if I'm going to take one lesson from this film, you don't punch the driver. You do not. (laughs) Shortly after that, there's the... I mean, I say it's, you know, you say it's like, that's the funniest thing in the film, but then then this next scene comes Mm -hmm. along and you're like, oh no, maybe this is the funniest (laughs) scene. When... um,
1: We, this is not, this film so
0: stupid. Yeah. So he he saves he saves Harkin from his allergic reaction, and then they he they have a before that they have a conversation about how he's going to let them know that someone's coming, and he's like, "I'll hung six times." And he's like, "No, just hung once." He's like, "People hung once all the time. You're going to be coming in and out of the house. The, the street is deserted, dead of night." Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, and then he finishes that uh, kind of back and forth by saying two very long slow honks. And then, when he drives off after the saving Harkin incident, he does the two long slow honks as he's driving off. So I love that the continuity of the joke is brilliant. Yeah. But then they have the discussion after he catches up with the other two. He says, um, "So you've just saved the life of the my boss, who we were planning to kill," and he goes. Oh well, it sounds sounds bad when you say it like that.
1: <laughs> he stabbing anyone? He had an allergic reaction to some peanuts, and I, I rescued him. You know what I mean? And he had a little allergy shot on him, and I, I mean, I jabbed him with that, but I was just saving his life. <laughs> saved a man's life. Hang on a second. So my boss, who we're thinking about planning to kill, is dying in front of you, and you saved his life. Well, that sounds bad when you say it like that. Okay. <laughs> <That's not bad. laughs>
0: It's just, it's such a good, like... And he's, dead, the he's deadpan, isn't yeah. he? He's like, yeah,
1: you're right. It, sounds, such... bu- it sounds bad.
0: Uh, right. Um, <laughs> just, well, I think we've lost it. I don't yeah. know. But good. <laughs> then they um, they get the good idea of the the peanuts and the the poison in the cocaine. Um, and they go to the store. And it's the bit of the film that when i first watched it i remembered the most and remembered thinking it was the funniest when they leave the car the parking lot the car park and they just they just keep driving into each other in funny arcs and funny turns and this thing that had been up until this point really cool because there's yep. a slow mo them walking through the store and buying all the all the stuff mm. and then it finishes with these absolute imbeciles because ultimately that's what they are yeah you know dale says it early on like we're not smart enough to i watch what does he say like i watch a lot of law and order and these people are idiots they always leave evidence so we are not we're not murderers we're not smart enough to do this we need to hire someone to do it Mm -hmm. and then when they decide to do it themselves they prove his point that they are absolute buffoons Mm -hmm. and the car shenanigans is is a part of it. It's very well orchestrated, actually, because, you know, we see it from above. Yeah. It's actually quite hard to do, I'd imagine. Mm. Um, They'd have to choreograph it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then again, just to reinforce that, there's, in terms of reinforcing how useless they are at this, when they actually go to, to do the poisoning and the peanut in the, in the shampoo or whatever he was going to do, he just takes a whole jar of peanuts into the house with him. I don't, I don't, I don't. What, just do some preparation just like get some peanut dust what was he
1: going to do was he going to insert peanuts into the shampoo <laughs> the, the cops will never figure that out will they why are there peanuts in his sh- I just
0: yeah and so <laughs> that on top of the fact that they didn't take gloves when they were going mm-hmm. to like scout Pellet's house <laughs> I don't Which, have sleeve gloves no no intel yeah,
1: yeah. But, but what intel are they after mm. you know well they do they, but,
0: they get it though so you know yeah they do get the intel so yeah it just i don't know it goes without saying we are we are obviously like stating the obvious obviously stating the obvious things that these guys are idiots but um it is worth kind of just reiterating how buffooner buffoonish they are Mm -hmm. i want to just talk about the the brilliant line Uh, again got to be careful how you discuss this on a in quotes PG podcast um, But they're talking about Or Kurt is talking about how Julia Entices him into her apartment mm-hmm. And he's talking about The food that she eats Like three <laughs> penis shaped foods <laughs> It can't be a coincidence And in that order yeah. And and um, Nick's like yeah Cold to hot That's a, <laughs> It's a weird order <laughs> It's not a good meal It's not a no. balanced meal or something no. He says uh, which I love. Uh, we are rattling yeah. through this. This is going great, guns. This is going to be a short episode, everyone. Yeah. One of my last little bits I want to just reference is when they get they don't get quite get pulled over, do they? Because they're not driving. The cop mm-hmm. drives up behind them yeah. before he pulls out and like taps on his window. I love how low or how little Nick lowers his window. <laughs> it's like an inch. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on his electric <laughs> windows. It just he's so like spooked and freaked out by the whole thing that he can't act normally <laughs> he's like D- do you own this vehicle he's like, I own it <laughs> and then when when Dale's in the back and and the cop says you know, did I did I speak to you or did I ask you a question or something Dale is immediately like looking somewhere else and he's <laughs> switching the interior light of the car on and off like it's something else to keep him busy anyway
1: yeah and then the cops take him in for questioning. And I've said this is my favourite line several times. <laughs> um, th- th- I'll, I'll, I'll say this is my joint favourite line, although it, it probably wins, principally because it reminds me of the I'm a shepherd line from Fletch. Oh, good. Um, yes. <laughs> when when they ask what they were doing, speeding away, and Nick's excuses that he was drag racing, <laughs> and then says, I'm a drag racer. <laughs> like, deadpan. In, in a, it, a Prius. Yeah, like he looks... Anything like a drag? I'm a drag racer. That's what he was doing.
0: <laughs> and, the, and The cop goes in the Prius and goes, "I don't win a lot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is so much like the Shepherd line mm. in Fletch. Now that you yep. say it, that's so good. Yeah, Fletch. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it Tombstone. Fletch. That yep. is going to be on the list at some point. So I'm going to finish off the small stuff with one more thing, and it again is a so almost a deadpan delivery of a line while something else ridiculous is happening that is taking your attention away i think it's when dale is speaking to julia on the phone and just before harkin basically attacks them in his car and they've already decided that they need to leave they need to either move to mexico or canada and they've ruled out mexico because dale can't (laughs) handle the heat or the food or anything and so kind of clearly unspoken they've decided it's Canada. And Nick Nick goes we're going to have to buy coats. We're going to have to learn hockey. <laughs> I mean, and it's just yeah. such a throwaway line because we are now thinking about what Dale is having to do on the phone with um Julia and yet he's still telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me it's quite a nice way to round off the small stuff because that's ultimately where the small stuff, the the genius of this film is, is in the writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we've talked about the chemistry of the three, and without that, it's it's much less of a film. But as a re- in terms of rewatchability, I think the writing just takes it over the edge. It's yeah. so good.
1: I mean, I, I watched this one and a half times. And the second time, I was sketching through, mm-hmm. just looking at the scenes. I wanted to just check a few things out on. Yeah, and I was laughing as hard as I did. The first time around, yeah. just watching, even at, even you know, in without the context of watching the scenes before mm-hmm. or the scenes after, just just the little vignettes of of a scene. That's just it's so good.
0: I mean, I've had as much fun like talking about the the jokes now as as I did the first yeah. time I sort of saw I mean, it. So I,
1: I snorted, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I apologise for that.
0: <laughs> All right, listen, we'll take a break and we'll come back for the categories in a sec. Okay, let's do the uh, the quick hit categories. Uh, it's very exciting because there were, were binoculars. There were two. Yep. Um, and it's a little bit of an in-between because it wasn't two ovals, but yeah. it also wasn't a circle as no, it be. It it's of a long that. oval, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
1: was slightly blurred at the edges, yeah. the, suggesting it was large. You know what I mean? It's kind of expanding ovals at the end. Yeah. Can I
0: just point out that both times they were used to look at butts? Yeah. Which seems appropriate. Yeah. Well it's it's current, obviously. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, I'm gonna say they they tried but didn't quite get it. Right. And I
1: think that the the binocular usage actually, the second one when he's he's looking at Julia, he's he's far too close. That's mm. that's not no.
0: that doesn't check out for me. Okay. He's too
1: close for that
0: view we see through okay. the yeah. Anyway. Right. So a little bit of a miss yeah, on yeah, that part. Yeah. Uh, backhanded spit wipes. I don't think there were any.
1: I would yeah, I would have bet money on something happening around Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Dale, Dale with the cocaine. Yeah. yeah. I, no.
0: No. Nothing. Okay. Bad ways to die. So there are two deaths. Mm-hmm. Both Pellets die. Yeah. Uh, Pellet Sr. dies of a heart attack. They said his heart exploded like a water balloon. That's
1: not good, is no. it? No. But or, pretty instant, you would imagine. Yeah,
0: Bobby Pellet uh, gets shot once in the chest, once in the head. So I guess it's which one's worse. Well, uh,
1: given that Jack Pellet lived a full and happy life, apart from his son, having his son, mm. I would suggest that Bobby's is worse. But then Bobby deserved it, so I don't care.
0: Okay, so it's a tie. We yeah. we can't commit to a decision on mm-hmm. that one. And um, Andy's hat. Right, okay. Given that this is my category,
1: I need to look up my hat terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there is a guy in the bar. Where they go meet Dean. Yeah. Who is wearing a very stylish black leather flat cap. Oh. And I commend him for doing so. Is it the barman? No, no. No, no. okay. No, it's just a bystander. Oh. There's another guy in the background wearing a hat I can't describe, but that's also good. But I didn't say that because I wasn't sure what it was called. So anyway, the the black leather flat cap guy.
0: He gets your vote. Yeah. yeah, So I didn't... I didn't... For some reason, I didn't think to look for hats in that scene. The only hat that I had written down was Meghan Markle's FedEx cap, mm-hmm. but I think you. I think you, other than that's you,
1: attached to Meghan Markle. I think yeah. mine wins.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. All right, let's move to audio corner. You've got any nominees? I've got one. Oh, okay. Well, one nominee and one winner. Okay, uh, if you have one,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's very cool. So it's when they're going just. The the people are converging for the wet work scene in the, in the, the motel, hotel, yeah. whatever it's called. Travel, it's called uh, the uh, Travel Inn, I thank believe. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Nick, we follow Nick. There's some kind of slow rock music going on mm-hmm. as he's walking towards the door. And when he knocks, he knocks five times, perfect time with the music. Oh. It's really cool. Go okay. watch it, because it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. He knocks five times, and it hits exactly with the, the beat of the tune. I don't know whether they did it on purpose. I find it hard to believe that they didn't, but it's Mm. so incidental that
0: maybe, you know what this reminds me of a little bit. I know we're going off on a a bit of a tangent again, but, um, you know, we talked about when way back when we did, um, another Jason Bateman film, we did uh, game night. And I talked about how like the production or the, the cinematography of that film didn't need to be as good as it Mm -hmm. it is. They really took extra care with some of the scenes. Yeah. Um, I feel like that sort of falls into that category a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? It's yeah. like they didn't have to do that timing. No. But they did, and that's great.
1: Yeah, I, it's 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 well worth a quick scan
0: through just to see it. It's, mm. it's really cool. Uh, right. So that's is that your nominee or your that's winner?
1: That's my nominee and winner.
0: Oh, okay. That's it. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to mention a couple of line deliveries. Um, one is... <laughs> I am the one they call Dale. <laughs> Yeah. Are you Dale? I
1: am the one they call Dale.
0: Please come in. <laughs> it's just so brilliant. <laughs> They're trying to be all mysterious and sort of. <laughs> anyway, um, then also uh, when they are talking in the back of the police car, and Nick realizes they should not be talking about this stuff and starts mm-hmm. going, CA CA! CA <laughs> and then they all start doing they it. They just look absolutely insane, yeah, don't they? It's, brilliant. it's really good. I feel like a car comes from somewhere else, but I can't think where it is at the moment. But my winner is when... I think it's when Stacy goes to visit Dale in the dental practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is a Hammond organ version of Crazy by yes, Niles Barkley playing. Is so, so sweet of you, Juliet. Please, come on, Stacy. It's my pleasure. You're part of the family now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I don't know if it's a good idea, sweetie. Oh, why not? Because we're mixing pleasure with business. Uh, Business and pleasure. We're taking advantage of Julia.
0: I just think it's just, it's brilliant. Smart. I like it. Yeah, so that's my uh, audio corner winner. Best looking scene. It's tr- its tricky. There's not a lot.
1: Yeah, for me, so I've got a nominee, which is not really great because I don't believe it, but I'm going to say it anyway, mm-hmm. and then a winner. So okay. there's a couple of times where they do a quick wide sweep of LA yes. at night, and that yes. looks pretty cool. Um, It's—I like it because they're moving us from location to location, so it's quite functionary as well. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Um, it performs a function. Um, but probably my favorite—it's—it's it's probably on screen for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale's taken out. I think it's Harkins' car, Harkins' uh, house. and And the, yep. the movie's in his car, uh, and it's a slightly wider shot, so we see the car on the left-hand side, and then he's kind of looking over to the house. So it's kind of straight on to the car, and the lighting's great. Mm. And it looks really good, and it sort of looks out of place for this movie. Um, but yeah, that, that took my fancy, so that's my winner.
0: So I'm going to, I like not. I'm going to kind of take the opposite side of that for a minute because. I think I actually think this film looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. it's again I'm going to reference Game Night. Game Night it's looks quite, good as well. It's quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, it,
1: there, it doesn't have that cheap comedy yeah. kind of veneer. You the often lighting see. is yeah. great. Yeah. the
0: The sets are great. It all it all looks good. So what I think I'm struggling with is there's not something that like clearly stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm the lighting's go- really good in the bar, yeah. Yeah, it looks
1: yeah. like you're in a bar, mm. which I mean, you probably are, but it's lit in a way that makes you believe you're actually. I think there. all it's-
0: the locations look look great, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, I want to mention. Um, so actually, my a couple of my best looking <clears throat> scenes are more to do with how they're shot rather than what was shot. So, right at the beginning, when we see Nick in his office, he gets there really early. And he's working at his desk in normal time and Mm -hmm. all of the rest of the office is in sped up motion and it all like very frantic. And the whole office sort of builds up in it behind him as he's working in real time, which I think is really great. I feel like that was a technique that they could have used a few other times and they used it. I think at one other time when it's one of your panoramic sweeps of the city Mm -hmm. and the city is moving fast, as if we're going yeah. from nighttime to daytime, and we're you know not only traveling through the city but traveling through time as well. Um, and I think both <laughs> of those scenes look really cool. But I think is this my winner? I think it probably is. It's very it's when they're shopping in, for the murder supplies, <clears throat> and it's just that slow mo shot of them walking through the store before they they buy the stuff. They're just walking towards the camera in kind mm-hmm. of a reservoir dogs, yeah, yeah, tombstone-y yeah. sort of way. And it just, it looks, cool. Any, anytime people slow-mo walking towards the camera, yep. uh, it works. So yeah, that's probably my winner, but um, yeah, yeah, I think probably yes, that'll do. The Monsieur Mendel Award. <laughs> Who you got? I've got one nominee. Okay. And one winner. Well, no, one winner. Okay. Gregory. Atmanand, Atmanand,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I struggled with justifying picking anyone else. To be honest,
0: I think I've, I think it's going to have to be for me as well. So I, I will, I will agree. Gregory slash Atmanand is also my Monsieur Mendel Award winner, but I do want to just honourably mention Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny is good. Yeah. yeah. uh Lou Sherman, Nick's new boss. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Bob Newhart, right? Most, that's kind of why. Mostly because it's played by Bob Newhart. And I'm very fond of Bob Newhart because when I was a kid, we had a tape, um, and like a 60-minute tape, not VHS. What were they? Like just a cassette tape that you would play music on. An audio cassette. Yeah, audio oh. cassette. Thank you. My God. Um, and it was Bob Newhart. Skits like Bob Newhart comedy, mm-hmm. and I used to play it on our drives to my grandparents' house. We used to play the Bob Newhart tape quite often, so I, I love him for that moment for that reason. And so it's great to see him. And then, uh, one of the police officers, uh, the uh, the black guy is um, he was a character, he was played by someone who played a character in The Wire. No, and his name in The Wire, he's oh, okay. Bunk, he's Bunk right. Morland from The Wire, um, and I like him because of that but no it's gregory of course yep. it is best location yeah you got a face you've got a face like yeah
1: uh, well like... it's it's the douchebag museum It's bobby's place <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does he say in the outtakes at the end kurt says it's like it's like the sharper image threw up or something like that i can't remember <laughs> what he said <laughs> it is so perfectly bobby so Jeezy like, has a bear. <laughs> yeah, he's got
1: a bear. Yeah. It honestly, it's it's brilliant. Mm. And they, oh, what an idiot! We've said how bad Bobby is enough, and I, I think all it does, it just amplifies his status as as just a vile, the vile most man. selfish, like vile
0: man. Yeah.
1: The bear. Just yeah. You know, so yeah, it's
0: it's the douchebag museum that yeah. is Bobby's I, place. I kind of i I couldn't write it. I couldn't write it in my notes as one of my nominees because. It's so objectionable. It's so awful. Like I couldn't bring myself to include it. Mm-hmm. But you're probably right. Like, <laughs> I want to mention both of the bars that they go to. So their regular bar mm-hmm. looks like a great place. Yep, I could hang out there. It would mm-hmm. be it would be good. Uh, <laughs> and I also yeah, and the uh, the other bar, the um, the dangerous bar, mm-hmm. if you like, is pretty cool too. Uh, also the. Proprietor of the dangerous bar is also in the wire. He ah. plays Cutty in the wire. Okay. But anyway. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm also going to say Pellet's house, but actually not his house. I'm going to say the street that he lives on. So mm-hmm. when they first pull up to his house, it's on a really kind of nice, leafy lane. Mm-hmm. And the front of the house looks quite cool and modern. And so I'm going to say. Th- the the like the street that bobby pellet lives on interestingly later on in the film they have a shot of them well one of them outside and it's in a different street it looks different from when they drive up the first time Hmm. um so i think it must be a a location continuity problem but yeah but that first time we see pellet street i really like it so that's my winner, the vince fontaine award It's kind of a new award, so I'm going to clarify what it is again for people who don't know. The Vince Fontaine Award is for um, the best moment of physical uh, acting, whether Mm -hmm. it's stunt work or dancing or um, a little wave or a salute or whatever it is. So something physical that a
1: character does. Okay. Both of mine, I've got one nominee and a clear winner. Both are Dale.
0: Of course they are. Of course. Your guy. Um,
1: So the first one is when they... Uh, Kurt and Nick get under the garage door, and, and Dale does not. Come on. Come on, Dale, Dale, Dale! I didn't make it in. <laughs> he slides and then hits it quite hard. Is that, that, uh, is that
0: your winner or your nominee?
1: No, that's no, my nominee. Oh wow! Okay. And, then, and then he then he has to say that he didn't make it. <laughs> like yeah. they don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. That's very funny. But my favourite one, and it's it's brilliant. It's when he's singing to the ting tings in in the car. Yeah. And he's singing because he's you know he's completely high. He's still high, yeah. And he's bouncing up and down, and he's putting the seat back yeah. up and down really quickly, and he's screaming the song. He just looks completely insane. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's very, very funny. I love it. So um um singing, bouncing winner. dale. Yeah, because um, he lo
0: those chairs, those seats in the car are really good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah.
1: It yeah. <laughs> just disappears. It just good pops pick. back because you can't see the seat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a really good pick. So I yeah, when you said the Dale sliding into the garage door. I almost feel I always thought that was you're going to be win- your mm. winner because that is so good. And it follows them hiding from Pellet, <laughs> but not hiding. It's just tucked it, up in the yeah, corner. <laughs> and, and, and Dale's lying on the lawn with his feet hanging off the edge. Uh, so both of those are great. I love it when they are in the travel inn and they're waiting for the wet work guy to show up and he, he knocks at the door or whatever he does and Dale and Kurt are so pumped up. They they look at each other and they they try and like almost do like a little high five or something, but they're so all like worked up. It's so good. I think that's really funny. But my winner is the beginning of that scene where you talked about him knocking on the door in time with the music. Yeah. But Dale opens the door and he's still got the chain on it. And he's asking whether he was followed or stuff like that. And then like almost out of nowhere, Nick thrusts his arm through the gap in the door and grabs Dale by the neck. And it's just—it was so out of the blue, and like, yeah, like well, that's what you get. And the, so that's my winner: is Pretty... the Nick strangling Dale through the motel door. Excellent. Uh, right, what souvenir would you take from this film? And once again. I have high expectations uh, from him. I'm torn. You on this
1: one. I'm torn. I've already mentioned my nomination. It was going to be my winner, but um the the nameplate with Bobby mm-hmm. on it. That was uh, that was going to be my winner. Yeah. Uh, I'm going a little more uh, I'm going a bit larger this time. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it is also Bobby's. Um <laughs> I'm going for the the picture he's got on his wall of Bobby. It says Bobby and he's got nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all it's like oriental, yeah, yeah. right? Chinese writing I mean, and stuff. Perfect. <clears throat> he's just the worst person. And I love that for it. He yeah, okay.
0: Literally, he's got himself and his name. I mean, what a great thing to have I, on the wall in your movie memorabilia I mean, room. I, pro-
1: I probably would buy a print of that.
0: <laughs> I mean, my wife
1: would not let it hang your, it anywhere.
0: Have it as your phone, phone screensaver? I could do that. Like, he did it on well, his, didn't he? he Listen, <laughs> here's what you do. Next time you get a Cassetify case yeah, yeah. for your phone... Sorry, is it caseify or casetify? Well, I, can I say never...
1: casetify because it annoys my daughter. Okay, but I think it's caseify.
0: Caseify. Next time you get a Casetify case for your phone, it's going to be. See if you can get that, Bobby. I'm sure I could, print. I could. It's almost
1: worth opening an Etsy shop just to create it. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> so that's your winner. Okay. You... okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Good. it. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little bit torn. I've got three options, and I still haven't fully decided which one I want to go for. Uh, I I like the the rock key thingy mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, I know you can, those are a thing and you can buy them and whatever, but I would specifically want the one that is broken, it's broken. Yeah, because, because yeah. cut through <laughs> it at the window. Um, I'm thinking also maybe, uh, Harkin's allergy pen, mm-hmm. the used, no, used allergy pen. You'd have to put it in a case. You wouldn't want people touching that, right? Well, yeah, it's still a movie prop, but yeah. 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 Uh, and then I also have, um, Bobby Pellet's desk sign, his name plate.
1: If I had a desk where I needed a plate, I yeah. would. I would get that.
0: I kind of think that that's my winner. I think Bobby Pellet on my desk, yeah. even though that's not my name, clearly. <laughs> would... So yeah, I'm going to go for it. Seeing as you said it, but mm-hmm. you've gone for something else, I'll pick up. I'll pick it up where you drop it. I'll yeah. go with Bobby Pellet's uh, desk sign. It's so an
1: admirable choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. The Call Me Bronco coolest look in the film. <laughs> what you got?
1: I don't even like it, but I've, I've got to say, I've got to say, it's, it's the Bobby show for me. Bobby's red shirt with the dragon on the back.
0: It's so bad. So you know what's funny is it's not even on my radar. and I don't even have, I don't think I can picture it because I haven't clocked it. Once this is done, I'll, I'll cook up the scene
1: on, yeah. on, on Prime. Yeah. You can see it. It's, it's incredibly <laughs> terrible. Okay. Uh, and for that, I I give it um, my full recognition. So so. That's your
0: pick for the coolest look?
1: Well, you know, I could say Dr. Julia's outfit when she's not wearing yeah, almost okay. anything. Yeah. I try not to be crass. No, fair enough. Um, I, yeah,
0: I think so. I think part of the problem with this category or this film is that the three main characters are just normal dudes. So mm. they're not going to wear anything particularly cool, although one of, one of mine is... Um, and the other three characters are so main characters are so detestable that it's like hard to pick them, except mm. you are picking Bobby all the time, but Yeah, yeah, 20, well, apparently. <laughs> so I will mention um the suit that Harkin is wearing the first time we meet him. It's it's a really ne- we haven't even talked about the scene when he makes Nick drink the scotch. It was so good. That you imagine drinking the <laughs> Drinking that scotch at half past eight in the morning. Quarter past eight. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> just, oh, he's, uh, so, he's
1: so horrible. Yeah, they do such a good job of portraying yeah. how just yeah. despicable
0: he is. <laughs> so he's wearing it's like a dark suit with white pinstripes. Yeah. And he's got purple tie, purple whatever it's called, like handkerchief or body yeah, yeah. square or whatever it is. And he just looks, it just looks smart. It's very duffing, he just looks me. good. Yeah. Um it's just just a horrible person wearing mm-hmm. it. The other two are Dale. He wears uh, when he goes to get the money out from the, the ATM. <laughs> he's got a hoodie yeah. and sunglasses on, mm-hmm. like nice. he's about to rob the place, mm-hmm. not but he legitimately quite, take money out of his own account. Yeah, yeah, but he looks quite cool. But I think again, I'm I'm going to go with Dale when when they go shopping for the murder supplies. He's got a. I think I'm a sucker for a light blue t-shirt. Okay, he's got a really nice light blue t-shirt. <clears throat> With a, with a, a like a check flannel over the top. And it just looks comfortable. It just looks like it's like I would wear that. I would like to wear that. I think I could pull it off. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going for. I'm going for <coughs> Dale's check shirt and blue, light blue t shirt. Good. And let's finish, as we always do, with
1: closing credit. Well, this is uh, quite an interesting one for me. Um, because if you go down the list of, um, credited people that are really not very interesting um but actually I saw this when the movie rolled so I was looking at the um looking at the credits and I saw a character or rather a, a real person's name who's playing a character uh, I was like is that him <clears throat> it's a chap called Steve Weeby Steve Wiebe. he plays Thomas head of security
0: yep right so he's gotcha. the guy
1: they that uh, Nick talks to initially
0: right the beginning you better hurry <clears throat> better hurry Nick or something he says
1: so Steve Weeby was uh, most famously, um, in, in, well for me, was um, the person uh, that Twin Galaxies, which is a, a video game record keeping uh, establishment in the U.S. They they recognised him as being the first person to ever score a million over a million points on Donkey Kong, the arcade machine. Oh my god! Um, he's <laughs> turns out he's been in four films. I've seen them all. Weirdly, so Horrible Bosses, Four Christmases, Pixels, and The King of Kong, which is the documentary about his rivalry with a chap called Billy Mitchell huh. where they were backwards and forwarding with the, the, the high scores on Donkey Kong um, so yeah Steve Weeby really weird don't know why he's in this that's <laughs> but, amazing but there he is and he plays what was his name Tom Thomas, Thomas. Head, of, Head Security. of Security but you should go watch King of Kong
0: mm. it's real good okay good recommendation mm. thank you uh, good so I think that's going to do it for this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> so next time <laughs> I'm not going to say we're going to do Ready Player One because we're not. <clears throat> we are not going to do Ready Player One next. Uh, like, honestly, I keep saying this every episode. Maddie is the bus- busiest person I know and getting a time to do an episode with Mads is almost impossible, but we have to do Ready Player One with Maddie because it's uh, an important film So for, for them. So we will be doing The Fugitive with Chris and... Uh, but I do want to just say uh, a quick mention to listener Clint, who is really looking forward to Ready Player One. Clint, we will do it, I promise. Uh, just, just, It's going to be a long time. one, right, when we do that? Well, Ready Player One, Yeah, yeah. because it's all small stuff. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be good. But yeah, yeah so we're going to be doing The Fugitive next time. Maybe give it a watch if you want to follow along, but don't forget the small stuff.